Needless to say, communication is a critical component for the success of any collaboration. It should never be underestimated and should always be crystal clear. Hello, you're listening to Smarter Software Outsourcing, a business podcast created to help business owners, CEOs, and CTOs get expert outsourcing advice and support. I'm your host, Frederick Joy, a Swiss entrepreneur and founder of a leading software development company in the Philippines, Arcanis. Today's topic will cover two of the most essential factors when outsourcing, communication and quality standards. In the release of my recent podcast, I have shared the first steps from this complete outsourcing guide for determined business decision makers. So if you think this outsourcing guide is useful for you and your business, you might want to pause, check on my previous podcasts and catch up on what you missed. But if you're on track, then I'd say it's time to get the ball rolling. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I take particular care in giving tech-led companies all the insights and tools they need to take full advantage of outsourcing. I've spoken a lot lately about the various factors that should be considered when evaluating software development firms, the attributes that make one provider more suitable for your particular needs than the other, and the elements that make for fruitful collaboration. In this episode, let's tackle two of the most decisive aspects, the provider's communication processes and the standards of quality. So let's start with the first one, establishing communication processes and collaboration tools. Needless to say, communication is a critical component for the success of any collaboration. It should never be underestimated and should always be crystal clear. While communication can be easily straightforward in many other situations, for software development, it's a very broad term with different components. Now, there are five main areas in communication that you'll have to handle with your teams. So be familiar with each of them and understand your prospective provider's approach to each one. The first one is project and task management. What are your workflows like? In our experience, the number one software development tool for agile teams is Jira. It's a full-featured task management, team collaboration, and reporting tool that you can use to manage your Kanban boards, Scrum boards, and other projects. Jira is also very flexible and allows for unique workflows and processes so that you can use a configuration that really works for you and your team. Also, how does your team control their code? Do they use DevOps lifecycle tools such as GitLab or GitHub? Clarify how your team should work in terms of project planning, source code management, version control, etc. And get your partner on board with this. Make sure you understand how they manage communication flows and frequency around these tools and in which framework they operate. Most of the providers should be very well versed in using Agile or Scrum methodologies, which is the gold standard process of software development industry. The second is the daily interactions. How will you communicate daily updates with your local and distributed teams? Where do you share feedback and assignments? This should also be determined beforehand so that no team member gets left out in the communication loop. There's a huge number of messaging apps available like Slack, Skype, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or even email. See if you and your in-house personnel are comfortable with whichever app the outsourcing vendor uses for day-to-day interactions between teammates or you could also opt to have them adapt to the tools that you are using. 
The vital thing is that the entire team gets to communicate efficiently and effectively. The third part is the cultural awareness. The invisible part of communication is the cultural difference. Find out if your potential provider has had cultural awareness campaigns or trainings for their staff and even for their clients. This is important because you want to make sure that the people you will work with understand and respect diversity in the workplace. If they don't share your organization's understanding of differences between individuals and their respective backgrounds, problems that go beyond technical aspects could crop up later. This is why at Arcanis, we constantly promote a heightened awareness of cultural sensitivity to both our clients and employees. The fourth one is the progress report and team status update. Communication efforts should also include reports on your team's progress. Ask what their practices are in terms of hour logging, project monitoring, and progress reporting. Make sure you're always aware of what has been done, by whom, and for how long. Get yourself up to date on what the next steps are, the respective timetables for these, and other similar information. This is super important in terms of accountability and transparency with your team members. For example, at Arcanis, we provide daily and weekly reports for every single personnel. This helps the client keep abreast of the team and the project's developments. The fifth one and last one is the escalation process. In any collaboration, problems could always arise and the process of dealing with such issues should also be established from the start. How does their escalation policy work, if they have any? Is it acceptable to you? And how do they document issues? Or how long do they attend to an issue before deeming it unsolvable? These are a few essential questions that you and your provider may also need to address before going further. And the second main part is the determination of the standards of quality. Before the collaboration can start, both parties need to agree on the expected quality of work. In particular, find out what their take is on the essential industry standards. For example, what does the provider think about commenting code? I've actually done a podcast with our senior architect, Eric Yaker, on this topic, so you might uh, find it in the previous episodes. Another question is, how do they ensure high-quality legible code? Do they adhere to clean code principle to control the quality of what they produce? How about testing the code? Also, what are their feedback processes for quality, developers, and others? The way an outsourcing provider implements these quality control measures would indicate how they also view and practice quality standards in general. Now, don't forget to evaluate the expertise of the developers as well. What are their respective education levels, credentials, and previous work experiences? How does the provider pick the right candidates and ensure that those individuals continuously upgrade their skills? Once you get your answers, all these factors say a lot about the type of company you're dealing with, especially in how they uphold standards of quality in whatever aspect. So, as a conclusion, if you're satisfied with a potential provider's means and tools for communication as well as their approach to code quality, feedback, processes, and picking their developers, then perhaps you found a reliable partner. But then again, there are several other processes, tools, and standards we could talk about. You'll find out all these answers if you listen to all the episodes of this comprehensive software development outsourcing guide. 
If you've got more questions, you can always ask me by simply sending me an email at fred at arcanis.com. Thanks for listening and catch up in the next episode.